Last minute escapes. In the sun? What is the best airline? Or oh, the worst airline? What happens if my flight is delayed? Or cancelled? Would I be put on a new flight? Or would I be refunded? What if it takes me days to get home? Hmm, benefits of a UK staycation. When life gives you questions, get answers at which.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Witch Shorts podcast. I'm Rob Lilly. On this podcast, we bring you the very best articles from Witch. And if you want to read more and enjoy a whole host of other benefits, including access to our respected product reviews and a chance to ask our experts for help, then why not become a Witch member? Right now, you can enjoy 50% off our full access membership and pay the equivalent of £4.12 a month. For more, just go to join.witch.co.uk. Now this week on the podcast, we're hearing about the rise in ID fraud and how you can protect yourself. To bring us more on this article, originally written by Faye Lipson, I'll hand you over to the host of the Witch Money podcast, Lucia Ariano. Imagine your wallet was stolen in 2019 and yet now in 2023 you are still being impersonated and defrauded as a direct consequence of that theft, with no way of knowing when it will end. This is what happened to Carwin Roberts, whose driving licence was snatched during a Christmas night out nearly four years ago. Since then, imposters have repeatedly used his identity to create fake accounts on Facebook, posting dozens of fraudulent listings for high-value goods. Victims who've been duped into sending the fraudsters money for the non-existent goods have turned their ire on the real Carwin, unaware that he is also a victim. They even turned up at his mother's home to confront him. There have also been fraudulent attempts to obtain loans and catalogue accounts in his name. Forced into a state of constant hypervigilance, Carwin spends hours trawling the web for fake listings and profiles attributed to him as well as paying for expensive services to guard his digital identity. All this despite being a victim of identity fraud himself. This may seem an extreme example, but which has uncovered evidence that identity theft is changing, with some victims re-victimized for years. Fraud experts believe the traditional view of identity theft, that you'll see a flurry of applications for a few months before it all dies down, may no longer be accurate in many cases as proven credentials actually gain in value and are resold to other criminals. So how can these never-ending frauds be stopped? Identity fraud, when someone uses your stolen personal information to open an account or product, is on the rise. It soared by 23% in 2021 and 2022, with 277,234 cases accounting for two-thirds of all fraud cases reported to the fraud database, CFAS, that year. CFAS describes this as unprecedented. Some of the increases driven by the use of fictitious identities, support by fake identity documents and utility bills, plus AI-generated ultra-realistic deep-fake videos and voices. But in many cases, real victims are being compromised by sophisticated smishing attacks, where texts and instant messages appear to come from a close relative or your bank's fraud team, before duping you into divulging personal information. 
CFAS also points to vast numbers of phishing emails in 2022 during the height of the energy crisis, which claimed to be from utility providers, and offered deals and grants to help struggling households. People clicking on links in those emails were typically taken to web forms requesting reams of personal and financial information, providing a rich seam of information for threat actors, i.e. crooks, reports CFAS. This comprehensive data taken from victims under false pretenses is then sold on via the regular and dark web, where it's known as fools, short for full identities. Most victims are over the age of 31, with CFAS having observed a significant increase in victims aged 61 and older. And while credit cards remain one of the most popular targets, CFAS has seen a rise in fraud involving telecoms products, with victims' identities used to buy mobile phones to sell on. Not only is the volume of ID fraud increasing, so too is the potential impact on victims. Experts previously believed that stolen details lose their value after a few months, when victims realise what's happening, begin to take protective measures and applications start to be declined. It's a view reflected on the CFAS website, which states that its anti-fraud service, Protective Registration, is most effective in the first few months of your loss of personal data. Fraudsters try to gain the maximum benefit from the data before the fraud is detected and the victim's details protected. Continuing to use protective registration after the threat has diminished devalues the service. This assumption was questioned by two fraud experts we spoke to. Experienced fraud product director Tristan Prince told us that CFAS's view potentially could be used on an ongoing basis, but not necessarily by the same fraudsters or even in the same country. Catherine Westmore, Senior Research Fellow at the Centre for Financial Crime and Security Studies, explains that identities which have been stolen and proved successful become really valuable and will command a higher price on the dark web. As these proven identities change hands repeatedly, victims find themselves repeatedly experiencing the ordeal of applications being made in their name. It's an advantage to identity fraudsters that sectors such as social media, dating apps and online gambling are either underrepresented or absent from key fraud-fighting data consortiums such as CFAS and National Hunter. CFAS's National Fraud Database is a place where firms can share information about fraudulent conduct. If a CFAS member receives an imposter application in the name of an innocent victim, the member will record a victim of impersonation marker in the victim's name on the CFAS database. Other CFAS markers will see it and if they receive an application in the name of that victim, they should take extra care to ensure it's genuine. CFAS has more than 650 members and these are drawn from financial or adjacent sectors such as banking, insurance, loan and mortgage providers, payments firms and telecoms, plus other sectors including central and local government. Identity fraudsters are wise to the fact that some firms are absent from the CFAS database and use victims' details in creative ways. John, not his real name, has been the victim of a series of identity frauds since 2019. Betting accounts were set up in his name with Bet365 and William Hill, the latter of which was funded via an imposter Monzo bank account also in his name. Those accounts were closed, but in the intervening years, John has also seen multiple suspicious soft searches on his credit file using terms such as poker, games and Vegas, leading him to fear that there may be as yet undiscovered accounts elsewhere. More encouragingly, CFAS told Which Money that the large gaming firms have now joined it in membership. 
CFAS told us no organisation does more to protect consumers from identity fraud and account hijack than CFAS. This includes CFAS protective registration and CFAS identity check, which is used as part of identity verification and helps protect consumers applying for services using a digital identity. We continue to work on the next generation of identity protection, looking for new and innovative ways to protect individuals from the threat of fraud. CFAS members reciprocally share identity fraud cases to prevent repeat abuse, with 277,000 cases recorded in 2022. Despite CFAS membership not being mandatory, we have unparalleled cross-sector coverage and protection for consumers, with over 650 private, public and third-sector organisations in membership. We encourage all sectors to join our community, including social media and gaming organisations. Already we have attracted some of the large gaming companies into membership and positive discussions continue with others. We work with the wider fraud prevention community to encourage industry standard fraud checks across all sectors and look forward to continuing this. National Hunter said, We are a not-for-profit organisation that facilitates data sharing between our members who are financial institutions. We exist to protect members and their customers against application fraud. Thank you so much to Lucia and to Faye Lipson too, whose piece was originally written for the October issue of Witch Money magazine. And you can hear Faye bring us more on her investigation on the Witch Money podcast with that episode going live this Friday. So just search for Witch Money wherever you're listening to this podcast. Remember, you can find more articles you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. And you can do that at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. We'll be back next week for another episode of Witch Shorts. And thanks for listening. Witch Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly, while the exec producer was Angus Farker. Last minute escapes. In the sun? What is the best airline? Or the worst airline? What happens if my flight is delayed? Or cancelled? Would I be put on a new flight? Or would I be refunded? What if it takes me days to get home? Hmm. Benefits of a UK staycation. When life gives you questions, get answers at which.co.uk. Scammers are stealing hundreds of millions of pounds every year. They bombard us with fraudulent texts, emails and calls. And what's more, their tactics are getting increasingly sinister. To keep across the latest scams, sign up to our free Scam Alert service to help you stay ahead of the latest scams and protect yourself. Go to witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. That's witch.co.uk forward slash scam alert dash newsletter. Thank you. Thank you.